0: test 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 hello hello ah welcome to how to write a novel so uh you know i've done a lot of different podcast projects in my life different various shit, but i've never done one every day and we're pretty deep in now we're like over a month in and it's interesting that i'm starting to like learn things on various different levels about myself through this little process. It's weird to see yourself reflected back every day. I think it's actually kind of handy. I think it's kind of neat. I would almost sort of recommend this, even if just for a month, to do like a little a little audio journal of what's going on in your life and just to have it reflect back on you, to wash back like these waves that are currently lapping against the shore. Because you get to see things, see little patterns so on the big level there's uh that podcast from a week ago or so where i was super upset about the weather and i was freaking out because uh i hated the the darkness and the rain and i was like i gotta get out of here and i think that's just kind of interesting to see that like i mean on that day i was done i was like if i could if i was rich enough to just buy a plane ticket and leave and go wherever i wanted I would have left the next day. I was like, I'm done with BC, I can't do it. But since then, it hasn't been so bad. And I'm like, all right, so that's a good lesson. It's like, I have made some, uh, a fair number of life decisions in my life based on those days. Like, those are the big tent poles. Those are the days where I'm like, fuck it. Now I see the truth. Time to go. But if you make it through that day, maybe it won't be as bad a week later even a few days later on the other hand sometimes it is sometimes it is a big time signal that uh you know you've been ignoring the truth and that things gotta change but you know so that's the thing on the that's the macro level on the micro level man this uh maybe people i guess it depends on if you noticed or not from yesterday's podcast Mouth noises, the little clicky mouth sounds from a dried out, sticky mouth. Holy shit. If you didn't notice, then uh, I don't know what the term is for you. Just a person, I guess. If you did notice, maybe you're one of my fellow misophoniacs, where that makes us nuts. I hate little noises like that. And it was ridiculous yesterday. I got this, like, ham and cheese sandwich from Tim Hortons that was uh, slathered in this weird ranch stuff and I don't know it was just and then I had a coffee with two cream which is not the same as water (laughs) you know basically my mouth was all gummy and sticky and that thing was a click machine that podcast yesterday I mean it just happens sometimes I don't know just it's not really avoidable that the human voice make weird little noises it's still happening now but uh But it was like a machine gun yesterday. It was just crazy listening back. I'm like, this is insane. But there was nothing I could do. I tried like automatic click reducers, but those weren't sensitive enough to pick them up. I tried going through by hand and removing them, but it just, that wasn't working either. It was just absurd. And I'm like, well, it's just gonna have to be how it is. So yeah, if uh, that kind of thing annoys you like it annoys me, I apologize about yesterday's podcast gotta have a goddamn bottle of water on me coffee does not replace water <laughs> that's I guess even beyond just sound recording I think that's probably good advice to follow from a basic human health standpoint but what I thought was extra interesting about yesterday's podcast is it made me realize that apparently there are days When I am exhausted, like I am just so exhausted, and I don't realize it, which sounds weird, but that's how it was. It's like I woke up yesterday, I technically got enough hours of sleep. It was a nice day. I'm like, yeah, let's get up, let's go do stuff. But then an hour later, by the first time I tried to record a podcast yesterday, It actually took two tries, because the first time, within the first minute, I had forgotten two words, and I just stopped. I'm like, what the fuck is happening, man? (laughs) Like, this is an absurd level of forgetfulness and of my brain not being at full capacity. Wasn't even at half capacity, like, what the fuck? And then the podcast, upon review, I didn't really realize while I was doing it, but man, very clearly kind of downbeat and not exactly high-energy and I hid a little outtake in yesterday's podcast if you listen to the song at the end I added in an outtake clip where I just went on this rant about how much I hate people that complain about oh don't talk about the weather don't talk about kids it's boring I was like fuck you you're boring fuck you (laughs) it was just like what are you getting mad about that for and the whole podcast in general like Let's just take a 20 minute dump on the movie Adventureland, which it certainly does not deserve. But yeah, it's funny that, whoa, shit, to listen back and to just be like, man, I was grumped out. I was low energy, I was tired, I was ornery, and I had no idea. I think I'm gonna start doing that, by the way. If I have a little outtake stuff, I'll hide it at the end, I'll hide it in the music. So if you're interested in that type of nonsense, Make sure you listen to the song. Maybe there'll be a bonus, maybe there won't. But it really made sense when I listened to the podcast yesterday and realized, like, oh, and and now also, I guess because I know my own voice, I know my own tone of voice. When I was talking about Lost in Translation and that scene where Bill Murray tells Scarlett Johansson that he's not worried about her, I could hear the little quaver in my voice of, like, ah, this guy's getting a little choked up. He's getting a little emotional about this scene from this movie, I know that sound. Everything was pointing, like a million fucking lit up arrows, neon arrows of like, this guy's tired, this guy needs to take a nap, but I really didn't know. It's like uh, when you babysit a kid and they're like just freaking out and upset about everything and they're like overtired but they don't want to admit it or accept it, they just want to keep running around. But once you finally get them to take a nap, then everything's better. So I thought that was interesting because I'm like, I wonder how often that happens to me. How often am I just a shit show walking around the earth without really realizing that that's the problem that I need to just take a rest? Of course, even if I realized, I mean, at that point, it's like an hour to get back home and then to take a nap in the middle of the day, maybe that's not even advised might just make things worse in the long run, so I mean, I don't know what I would do about it, but it's just funny that I was unaware. I try to be relatively aware of myself, but that made a lot of sense when I listen back and I'm like, ah, I see what's going on. This is the chronicle of an overtired man because that made what happened the rest of yesterday make a lot more sense. So let me tell you about the odd tale of yesterday and how I got a bunch of writing done in an extremely weird way that uh, I don't intend to repeat on the reg, but it was uh, was, uh, something. It worked. So after I did that podcast, I... uh, Again, just so many signs that I was tired. I took a different route on this little mountain path that I walk on a lot. And I had to stop two times on the way up this mountain. I mean, it's like, you know, it's a hill. It's a pretty big hill. And I'm not like a cardio machine or nothing, but it was unusual to have to stop at all. And especially to have to stop twice. I got pretty uh, low upper body strength and my constant shoulder problem makes it hard to build up my upper body. But my legs are amazing. I have got legs for days. I'm a hiking man. So that was weird that I was like, man, I can't even make it up this hill. Again, it's cause I was crazy exhausted and somehow didn't know it. And at the top of this hill, it was awesome. I've never been up there before, but it's this amazing view. There's even a little park bench set up, because they knew how amazing it was, where I could see East Van turning into Burnaby, and just see this amazing sprawl. Like, it's not as good as being up on Grass Mountain or something, but for just a random-ass place, just a normal-ass neighborhood in Burnaby, it's pretty fucking awesome. Again, this is, it's called, like, the, the Penzance Trail, this area that I'm at. And yeah, if you go up on the top of the hill here, it's a great view. You can see all kinds of shit. It's wicked. And yet, I'm saying that in hindsight, thinking back to it. Because at the time, I was just like, yeah, whatever. Like, I could recognize intellectually that I was seeing something awesome, but I just wasn't feeling it. And even though it was a sunny day, the sun was even kind of like, instead of being, oh, happy suntime, I was just like, oh, this sun. I feel like a dick complaining about the sun after all my complaints about the sunless rain. But this sun is just bearing down on me. I don't like it. <laughs> so then I went to uh, Hastings to catch the the 95B line downtown. And I was just yeah, in such a bad mood and in just so blah feeling. And it's just like trying to determine what was happening in my brain and with my body. And it's like, what is... What's wrong with you? Like, how do I get past this? How do I get over this hump? Like, it's just so bizarre. I don't know why I am so energy free. And so grumpy feeling. Turns out I was just tired, that's all. But, uh, but there's always, even if you're physically tired, there's always a mental component too, you know? Like, both things need to line up. If you're well rested but in a bad mood, that's a bad day. If you're tired but in an excited mood, you can power through. So I guess I was like, alright, physically something's going on with me, who knows what, whatever. But where's the other half? Why is my brain not compensating? How come I can't get fired up today? How come I can't get interested in my own dumb life? And I was sitting there waiting for the bus, and I was thinking about how I've been talking a lot on this podcast lately about learning about my subconscious learning about whoa i'm on the slippery rocks learning about how to marshal that behind the scenes part of my brain to get you know because it does all the number crunching it does all the cool creative thinking it comes up with all kinds of great shit, as long as i treat it well and i was standing at this bus stop and i was like Did this weird little check-in with my own brain where I'm just like uh, You know like What are what's your problem today, pal? Like Are you worried that I'm gonna push you? Like you're just you're not in the mood to work You're not in the mood to think you're not in the mood to do writing Are you like pushing back because you're afraid I'm gonna make you do that? (laughs) Are you like angry at me for The fact that I'm going to go find a coffee shop somewhere and make you right, And of course there is no direct actual response because that's a whole different affliction, which I do not have. Praise be to God. Mercy be. Thank the Lord that I don't have a brain that literally talks back to me. It's all just abstractions. But I was like, all right, you know what? You know what, subconscious? If that is what's going on, don't worry about it. I'm not gonna push ya. Okay, everything sucks today. We're just having a big grumpy day. You know what? Fuck it. Instead of this 95B line, this is also the bus, the much more obscure bus, the 129 to Patterson Station, that goes right by the Grand Villa Casino in beautiful Burnaby, BC, where I went with my friend Vince a couple of weeks ago and won $80. And I was like, you know what? Don't worry about it. I ain't going to push you, buddy. Let's go to that casino. I had five dollars in my wallet. Very important, because whatever money I put into one of those slot machines is going to go away. So it's very important to have a five as opposed to a 20. And they got free coffee there. And I was like, you know what? We'll get out of this burning sun. We'll go fucking watch some real spin. We'll just feed that silly addictable part of the brain that likes the noise and the clang and the environment of the casino. We'll go lose five dollars. And you just chill, you just relax, brain. Don't worry about it. And I did start to feel a little better just getting on that obscure ass bus. There's a place by the way, small sidebar. When I went to that casino, uh, my friend Vince pointed out, he's like, hey, look over there. Look how many crows there are. And it's unbelievable. It's like from a fairy tale or like some weird Guillermo del Toro movie or something. There are so many crows in Burnaby at night around this one building. And if you want to check it out, if you get off the SkyTrain at Gilmore Station and you walk south until you get to Dick's Lumber, hang a left at Dick's Lumber, and then walk until you see a jogging path on the right, a few blocks up. If you walk down that path, there are, no word of a lie, at least, at night anyway, I don't know where they go in the day, at night there are like 800 crows in the trees on this path. Every tree you look at, every branch is filled with crows, and then as you go through this path, they get rustled and agitated and they swoop around and they swoop down and and it's like scary. I'm like dude if these things could all work together in the manner of a Hitchcock film they could easily beat the shit out of me. (laughs) And luckily they don't have that kind of coordinated thought because they all were just individually agitated flying around I didn't get attacked by any birds, but it's like really creepy, it's like this is fucked up. How are there this many birds, hundreds of birds? It's very strange and disturbing, and if you're uh, a big Adams Family fan, <laughs> I recommend it. It's fucking creepy and kind of cool. And then it comes out onto a highway, and uh, good luck with that. But. But let me tell you about uh, this casino. So the time I went with Vince that I won $80, I didn't really, I guess I won like $55 because I had to put in money. And I won right at the end just as Vince was ready to go, which is probably the only reason I actually left with the money, is because I won right as he texted me, he's like come meet me at the fountain and I'm like, whoa, hold on, I just won a bunch of money. But that, uh, because this was like, I didn't know this casino was here. I'd rarely been to casinos in the past. I don't really understand casinos. And I was just like, I don't understand this. It's like a little bit neat to feel like I'm in the movie Go or in the game Sleeping Dogs or something. But I just lost like $25. Like, what am I doing here? There's no skill to this game even. How do you win it? How do you game it? How does this work? This seems really dumb. Until I won 80 bucks and then This is all extremely just predictable gambler behavior. Because then it kind of got caught in my mind. I'm like, well, let me look into this a little. And I went on YouTube and uh, looked up gambling hints and tips and stuff. Just I wanted to confirm, like, is this really as brain dead as it seems? And it is, you know, you just, you can't win with these things. (laughs) You know, you just, it's totally random. It's all digital. There's no skill at all, and there's even a, a little, if you touch the little about part on the touchscreen, it's so clear where it's just like, hey, make sure you uh, pick an amount you're going to play, don't go beyond that, and consider that money the cost of just being here and having fun with these gambling machines, because these things are designed that they will always win. And that's all there is to it. And if you have gambling addiction problems, here's the number to call. Like, they're so open about it. (laughs) And I did go back. I went back a couple other times where I'm like, well, let me just go check it out and see. And yeah, I lost $15 and then I lost $20. And I was like, all right. Yep. (laughs) They're not kidding. That's how it is. And it gets kind of, the only reason I lost so much the second time, whoa! is because I did intend to just spend five bucks. Because if you're really slow, if you're really slow and you just bet like a penny or two at a time, eventually you'll win. Eventually you'll get five bucks up, maybe 10 bucks up, but it is like at the rate of like five or $10 an hour. It's really slow. It's really boring. It pays less than a job would pay. And I just got bored. I'm like, this isn't fun anymore. This isn't paying off. This environment, instead of being fun, is getting boring let me crank it up because like when you get those big hits and it's like whoa i just won four dollars but who cares (laughs) you know four dollars i mean four dollars is an amazing return on one cent but what if that had been 20 cents what if that had been 50 cents what if that had been two dollars now that would have been something that must be what i did when i won the 80. i presume i was just trying to burn through my money because vince was like we got to go and one of those big bets accidentally hit. Because I think that was actually the maximum for that machine. That was the big payout, was the 80 bucks. And it's like, even that, even the big payout, $80, that's not that big a deal. So I guess from there you go to the bigger number machines and yeah, I don't know, it's just, just that little monkey brain thing. I just want to feel the little ding, 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 but I got to keep, like, it's amazing how fast I went from not knowing or caring anything about gambling, slot machine gambling in particular, to I'm not feeling the buzz anymore. I gotta up it. So yeah, that day when I uh, meant to only spend five and spent the 20, that's when I was like, okay, this has got to stop. Because the idea of putting in 20 and then leaving once you hit 15, it's just not realistic. And even if you put in five and you build it up to 10, it's also not realistic to leave with the 10, because like, who cares? Five dollars? I came all the way here, I sat here for an hour and I only made five dollars? Like, let's put it back in, maybe I'll win more. Like, this is all just buy the books. Gambling fucking mentality got me, like, hundred percent. But all in all, I was still up a little bit. And, uh, yeah, like, I just didn't feel... It's the same way the first time I got really drunk. That I'm like, oh, I sure hope this doesn't take. I hope I don't become a crazy alcoholic. And it didn't. You know, drinking didn't get me. Smoking didn't get me. Gambling didn't get me. I would say internet porn got me pretty good. (laughs) It took a long time for me to detangle myself from that and it's still an ongoing process. But I guess that's the way it is with addictions, right? Like it's just a matter of time before something hits you. And that's what's always kind of sad about it is like, yeah, here's the people that, uh, you know, everybody feels that little, oh man, I won money. That's so cool. But who are the people that can never let that go? <laughs> you know? And it's a damn shame. That's why I never did hard drugs. I mean, my brother's got different problems, you know. I think he's mostly self-medicating due to schizophrenia and such. But he's into hard drugs big time, and it's just like, oh man. My dad is a very addictable man. Just that I know that runs in the family. It's like, yeesh. I don't even want to risk it, you know? I don't even want to try. If I could somehow revert to a world, I don't know, see, the internet porn thing is so tricky because it's so intertwined with just everyday life of just like, I don't want to lose email, I don't want to lose Wikipedia, I don't want to lose YouTube, but it's just weird to always be one step away from this addictable idea of limitless tits (laughs) all the time and I don't know it, uh, it didn't seem like it was such a problem until I tried to stop that's when it's like and you you have people too that talk about like oh it doesn't count as an addiction unless it's physically addictive if you ever have said that you're way off base man that is not even remotely true there is such a spectrum of addiction that is just mental, that is completely ruinous, that is an absolutely real thing. So don't ever say that. Don't even think that. Go look it up, do some research. Cause you're walking around half-cocked and you're saying dumb shit. Yeah, it's like, okay, maybe this doesn't seem like a big deal. Ah, So what, I look at porn every day, big deal. Just try to stop, just try to stop and see what happens. (laughs) Maybe you can just stop, good for you. But that's when I learned like, oh my God, I can't stop, this is crazy! And I mean, I'd say it took, man, like eight or nine months of concerted effort to even show improvement, and then a couple of years to get things more or less on the level. And now I'm at this point where it's like, I don't look at internet porn every day. I still probably look at it too much, but just that I don't every day is an incredible (laughs) You know, like, wow, I have crawled out of a hole. That was a lot of work, but I did it. But yeah, the fewer holes like that, I got to crawl out of the better. So uh, yeah, there's a lot of things in life. I would just prefer not to try just so I don't have to learn. But gambling, yeah, really not, uh, not an issue. Like it did definitely, I noticed all the signs. It's like, oh yeah, this is how it gets people. All right. But I was like, no, but this is okay. ain't gonna get me. However, yesterday I was like, yeah, let's do it. We got the five bucks. Let's just go blow the five bucks. Let's just whatever. Let's just go drink coffee, sit in front of a dumb little machine. And I found this one machine that I extra loved called, uh, was it just called Ape King or Gorilla King or something? Just because it had the most pleasing sounds. And it had this little thing while the, uh, the reels, the digital reels spin where they'll be like, like jungle bushes that will then recede away to reveal a tile and it just makes this nice sound (laughs) and then when you win it's like yay it's like so glorious it's like simba shit. it's like you did it you you won 20 free spins and those are the weirdest to see the free spins happen and they spin spin and spin and spin and spin and spin and you won 44 cents it's like jesus christ like, I love the music and the excitement of, you won the spins, but the reality is so sad. It's like, but guess what? You win nothing. <laughs> anyway, so what happened is, I had my five bucks and, uh, you know, I worked it down to... I got all the way down to like $1.50, but then back up to like $6.00 and... Basically, it took me like... I was either there three hours or four hours. It took me like at least three hours to burn through my five bucks because I went so slow. One cent, two cent. If I was up above the five dollars, it's like, oh, let's be a big boy. Let's go for five cents a spin. Let's go for 10 cents. Let's get some extra lines or whatever. But that was, that was the, the best way to approach slot machines is I just want to go there to go hang out in a place that's kind of got this nice vibe to it. And drink a bunch of coffee and spend five dollars like to not intend to win oh that's one of the things that the uh little warning label in the machine says is play for fun do not play to win money (laughs) which is so (laughs) like just an insane thing to say because why is really why is everyone here if not to win money but it's true it's like if you're here to win money you're just an idiot it's not going to happen So I found that uh, the reason I lost like 20 bucks and 15 bucks the time before that was because I was getting bored and you know, my mind was like, let's get, let's get this more exciting. Let's fucking up these bets. But what I did yesterday, man, this was weird, is I played for like 40 minutes or an hour and then I took a little break and went to the lounge of the hotel. And sat on one of their fancy pants couches and started writing. Just started writing this new chapter that I'm working on, where basically it's going to be that Qualem, the alien from the station, is going to take Surrat, the visiting alien, to like a different part of the ship she's never been to, to like this kind of uh, more civilian, chill area. And I'll blab about how I came up with that shit maybe tomorrow. But basically, I just had to get them there. So it's like conversational, a lot of walking and talking. And I just started writing it, like, very, very rough, very loose, like, no punctuation, really crappy, just like, Q says this, he says this. Literally just Q space words, C space words, you know, like a fucking, I don't know, like a play or something, but real shit. And that, uh, I wrote that stuff for like 10 minutes, got going, got my brain going on that. And that's when my brain, it was like, hey, there you go, brain, right? we eased in i didn't push you i didn't force you we're just we just did this because yeah we're a little bored of gambling let's take a little break and then i got my brain onto that track and my brain was like oh yeah that's fun writing shit that's fun so what i did for the next like two or at least two hours obviously i lost track of time in there i can't remember how long i was in there but uh I sat at, I just went to different machines, you know, every time I'd be down a dollar, up a dollar, it's like, all right, let's just go to a different machine. And I would sit at the machine and write, like, okay, let's do a spin, and let's write a little thing, and let's do a spin, and let's write a little thing. And it was like the reverse. Instead of my mind being focused on the slot machine, the slot machine started getting in the way, like, oh, I got to spin again, okay. Because the machines, if you sit there for too long, they'll bring up like a a row of question marks at the bottom that you have to manually dismiss, you know, of just like, hey, are you there? Someone else could be here putting in pennies. What are you doing? And it was such a weird feeling of like, it really was just totally not focusing with my forward brain, you know, like this is absolutely dreamlike. Even thinking back to it yesterday, I'm curious to go look at these notes today to fill them out and to write them out properly. I assume there's some cool shit in there, maybe it's all fine. But I don't know, because it's just like a dream. It feels so weird. I was in this casino, my attention is half on the writing and half on just hitting the spin again on this fucking machine. And just like, I love times like that, when this is like the weirdest example of like a flow state, but when just hours go by and you've just accidentally done work, you know, just as As a side effect of sitting at this slot machine and spending $5 one penny at a time, two pennies at a time, I inadvertently wrote a whole bunch of shit. I got them all the way to the entrance of this civilian area. And that part I won't be able to write this way because it's not a stream of consciousness thing. It's not a conversation. Like, I feel like this only worked because I was writing a conversation and just that flow just works. And in fact, works way better. I was saying last chapter, I had to... I was killing myself with that conversation, just like breaking it into all these pieces and stuff. Where this chapter's conversation, man, did it go smoother. Because, like, I don't even know what you call the different parts of the brain or whatever. But my math brain or whatever, (laughs) you know, my forebrain was not involved in this process, just enough to make sure I pressed the right keys to make things legible, and even that, it's like, oh, I accidentally double-spaced something, or I misspelled something, I just was like, don't even, don't worry about it, you know what that word is, just let it go, who gives a shit, you're just, just, what's the next sentence, what's the next line of dialogue, what's the next thing that's gonna be said? And it's, yeah, now that I'm thinking about it, like, what did they even talk about, I can't remember off the top of my head i have to really think about it because it was like i was only half there (laughs) it was a really weird experience and i did not win big i lost my five dollars but yeah i got my money's worth out of that five dollars because yeah i was there fucking all afternoon i drank a shit ton of coffee i got a bunch of writing done what a weird day what a weird cool day and today i clearly feel better that's like the weird thing is after yesterday after like not realizing how exhausted and overtired i was i'm like how did that happen like even though there was all these signs that i wasn't recognizing like the fact that i had to take two tries to do the podcast because i couldn't remember any words the first time but i'm like examining myself today i'm like okay so how do i feel today like am i tired today No, I seem to be okay, but I would have said that yesterday. I think just, I guess, general exuberance is the best way to tell. If I do this podcast and I'm not at this tone of voice, if I'm not half yelling, because this is just how I feel most natural, this is what I kind of am like when I'm blabbing. If I'm just talking like this, hey, let me tell you about Adventureland. Oh, I don't know about this movie i mean then i'm obviously that's that's got to be the sign right because i'm sure you could split these podcasts up probably into thirds i'm sure most of them are like today's podcast some of them are like this hey let me tell you about the things let me tell you about the thoughts hey man you ever think about this man think about it and then some of them are just psychotic But. But that's something I'm gonna I'm gonna keep tabs on now. It's interesting. It's good to know that about myself, I guess, if I can gauge better what kind of physical shape I'm in or mental shape I'm in, or combination of the two on a given day, maybe that will help me regulate the throttle of my subconscious. So alright, there's today's episode, uh, because the uh, casino, particularly because I'm in British Columbia, which has a huge Asian population, and uh, that particular casino, the Grand Villa in Burnaby, is a super duper Asian population, so it really makes me think of that game Sleeping Dogs, which is a fucking wonderful video game. 10 out of 10, fully recommended, I love it. So let's play a song from the Sleeping Dogs soundtrack. I don't know which one, whatever. I'll pick a cool one. Thank you for listening. (laughs) And I just had a dumb bonus thought, so stay tuned for a dumb bonus thought if you're interested. And I'll talk to you tomorrow. Okay, so dumb bonus thought, I, uh, I was blabbing at my last Airbnb, I was having like a run of two or three days when I had bad insomnia and I couldn't sleep, and I was considering whether or not it had to do with the temperature, and I think partially it did, that house was very warm, just like way too hot, I don't know how people sleep when it's hot, like when you're sweaty in your bed, I don't know what that's all about, who thinks that's pleasant? And I grew up on the frigid east coast of Canada where it's very cold. So I'm very used to it being cold. I'm more comfortable when it's cold. So this new Airbnb, that's not an issue because these guys love turning off the heat at night. Very thrifty. It's fucking cold at night. But that's way better. I like it way more. So I was thinking my little outfit that I sleep in when it's cold, because that's one thing with going to different Airbnbs is You never know how outfitted your room is going to be. There might be a lack of blankets. There might not be backup blankets to go to. And since all of my clothing, all of my possessions, fit in this one book bag I've got, I don't have a lot of backup stuff. I don't even have long underwear and stuff because mostly I don't need them out here, out west. So what I do sometimes when I go to sleep is I do keep my pants on and Instead of socks under the pant legs, I just put my socks over my pant legs. Cause I don't know what it is. Maybe it's cause when you walk around in the day, it doesn't have the same effect, but I find if I have socks on and I just sleep with socks on all night, it's like creepy the next day when you see how much they've kind of dug into your skin, like the indentation on your skin of these socks. So I just put the socks up around the pant legs instead to ease the constrictive pressure. But basically all that is, yeah, just, you know, sleep in your clothes. There you go. Put some blankets on, on top of your normal clothes, and you're snug as a bug, nice and warm. Because that's the trick, is like, I like it to be cold, but I don't like to be cold, you know? (laughs) It's like when the room is cold, and then I am warm. And I looked it up, and that is like the natural way it's supposed to be. That's what signals to your body that it's time to sleep. So don't turn on your heat at night, you fucking psychos. I don't know who does that, but don't do it. It's just weird. It's very bizarre behavior, and you shouldn't do it. You'll sleep better if it's colder, or at least I do, whatever. I can't tell you how to live your life as much as I try. But what I noticed, what I wanted to say is, so I got my hair buzzed off, you know, at some point relatively recently, and man, not having hair really makes the head cold. It really leaves your head cold, because hair is like a nice little bird's nest on the head. you know retains heat it's very nice so what i discovered this little technique because uh you know i was like well i could just wear my hoodie but sometimes it's too much to wear my hoodie under my blankets so i've just got the hood of the hoodie on but then just this whole hoodie trailing off my head and that's just awkward because then you can't really move around in bed and stuff what i discovered is if you take a t-shirt and you take the neck hole of the t-shirt and put it over the crown of your head like upside down like just put the t-shirt around your ears and around your forehead so you've got a t-shirt on the top of your head it's awesome because it keeps your head warm and it's like hair it's like you have this t-shirt hanging from your head now and it's like you have long luscious locks it's like you have t-shirt hair and it's great i don't know it's just like ah there we go that's the warmth i'm looking for and it's just this weird feeling i was one of the uh ill-advised gentlemen who had long hair when i was in like high school and it kind of reminded me of that i'm like oh there it is there's that weird feeling i'm like conan i'm like a barbarian i have long hair and i shall slay so that's uh that's the bonus bit just you know you can put a t-shirt on your head and <laughs> it keeps your head warm and it's like you have fake hair all right Thanks again. See you tomorrow.